0: Many of our clients point out that the 1099 we've issued does not match the total of the owner distributions that they have received from us over the year. Hello, property management brainstormers. It's Bob Preston here, your host, and welcome to 5-Minute Friday. FMF is a mini podcast series where I offer my best tips and advice regarding questions I frequently get from property managers, real estate investors, and landlords. I do this every Friday in five minutes or less. So if you're new here, consider subscribing to get all my quick advice and updates, and let's get started with today's FMF. We're going to jump right in today and talk about tax implications of renting your property. Now, of course, this is a lengthy topic, can't be covered in five minutes. So, just a reminder here that first of all, I'm not a CPA, nor can I really truly cover this in five minutes. So, this is going to be a cursory review. Anything I say, please confirm with your CPA or tax advisor. An important part of your rental property business will be accounting and record keeping. And as a landlord or property manager, you have to keep accurate records and providing the supporting documentation of your income and expenses on each property to provide to that CPA or tax advisor. I do plan to commit a full episode of Property Management Brainstorm to this topic in the near future. So keep your eyes out for that. Okay. So how do you keep all these records? You can do it in as simple of a way as a pad of paper and an envelope where you keep receipts to track income and expenses. That's kind of how I do it at home, but I combine it also with a computer program such as Excel or something like that. As a property management company, we have access to property management software, which provides the foundation for us to provide all of this accounting for our property owners. So it tracks all cash inflows, and any expenses that would be cash outflows on every single property in our portfolio. On an annual basis, we will issue by the end of January, that's coming up here soon, of each calendar year, an IRS Form 1099 to capture the gross rental income generated from each respective property during the previous year. A copy of the 1099 is then sent to the property owner and the Internal Revenue Service. Now notice I said gross rental income on the 1099. Many of our clients point out that the 1099 we've issued does not match the total of the owner distributions that they have received from us over the year. That's because the owner distributions are net. In other words, we take out any maintenance charges and also our property management fees. And so there's a difference between the gross amount of rental income received and the net. In parallel to the 1099, however, we also provide a year-end owner statement and cash flow statement. And this shows all the expenses incurred on the property for the year. A property owner's tax guy can then net this out on the individual's tax return, subtracting the expenses as deductions out of the gross rent collected to represent the net income a property owner is reporting on their taxes. Let me reiterate that I'm not a CPA or a tax advisor, so I highly suggest you consult with a professional and assess in your own tax situation. However, most landlords will file with the IRS on a Schedule E, as part of their federal 1040 tax return. And that is where they can deduct their expenses related to the rental property from the income and claim properties as rental properties. The following are some examples of some common landlord deductions, which we track on the behalf of our owners here at North County Property Group. Mortgage interest, your insurance, HOA payments, Management fees to companies like North County Property Group. Depreciation on your home, that's a big one. That's sort of non-cash outlay, but you still get to depreciate the property as it, in the eyes of the IRS anyway, loses value over time. Advertising the property to make it rentable. Property repair and maintenance, of course, that's another big one. Travel expenses, if you go to visit the property on occasion for walkthroughs or to meet with your management team or the tenants. And any professional fees paid to lawyers, attorneys, even your tax guy. As with any tax deduction, though, it's important that you accurately track these and save all receipts. Savvy real estate investors are also familiar with financial benefits, which are above and beyond the scope of today's episode, such as tax-deferred 1031 exchange from one property to another, using an existing rental property's equity as collateral to purchase additional properties. We're not going to get into that today, but it is a great topic and one for which we'll probably have a future full episode of Property Management Brainstorm. In the state of California, for anyone owning a rental property in the state, but residing out of the state of California, as a property management company, we're required to withhold 7% of the rent collected and submit it on a quarterly basis to the California Franchise Tax Board on what's called a California Form 592. For these owners not only will they receive an IRS Form 1099 at the end of January, but they'll also receive from us a California Form 592B, which shows the withholding submitted to the FTB on their behalf during the course of the year. So kind of like the 1099, but with the state of California, they'll file their tax return and can reconcile all those expenses against the gross income. I highly recommend consulting with a professional tax advisor on all matters related to tax implications for your property, but I hope this is a general overview that will be helpful. Thanks for joining in on this episode of 5-Minute Friday TGIF, and we'll catch you next time.